2: You ask the question, sir. Let me answer it. The genius of the Constitution is that it can always be changed. The genius of the Constitution is that it makes no permanent rule other than its faith in the wisdom of ordinary people to govern themselves. Our founding parents were pompous, middle-aged white farmers, but they were also great men because they knew one thing that all great men should know, that they didn't know everything. They knew they were going to make mistakes, but they made sure to leave a way to correct them. They didn't think of themselves as leaders. They wanted a government of citizens, not royalty. A government of listeners, not lecturers. A government that could change, not stand still. The president isn't an elected king, no matter how many bombs he can drop because the crude constitution doesn't trust him. He's a servant of the people. He's just a bum. He's a real nowhere man, sitting in his nowhere land, making
3: everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. I opened up with that clip from the movie with honors to remind everybody that the president is a civil servant to, to remind everybody that our government is by the people of the people for the people and they don't rule us. We rule them. And I think too many people in this country have forgotten that. As they force us that we're going to get shots in our arms and they force us that we're going to wear masks and we for they're for trying to force people send their kids t- to school with masks on and as they try to to uh force everything else on us and it's just it's just bull it's just bull and it's time for us to, to remember on top of that I use that song from the Beatles nowhere man because we got a guy in the, in the white house. That's just a nowhere, man. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know what time it is, but he did jog across the white house lawn, you know, for about, you know, 15, 20 steps while the secret service go, what's he doing? What's he doing here? So anyway, we have a, we have a great show for you today. And, uh, and before I go any further, let me introduce myself so we can get into the meat of what we're what we're talking about today. My name is Ed Hoffman. For those of you that don't know, I'm with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to do the phone thing because uh, it's in the middle of the night, no one's going to answer in the middle of the night. Or uh, let's see, It's uh, you're at work. You don't want your friends to know what's going on. Go to edhoffman.net, dot n N e t, and uh, click on the Summit Funding logo. You'll go to my lending page, put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back and you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. We'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. If you want something, you want to hear something uh, repeated or you missed part of the show, also on edhoffman.net, Go to the podcast page. You'll hear this. You can get this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, iTunes or also known as Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe for free and have it download automatically to uh, whatever device you listen to podcasts on and uh, listen to it on demand. Um, Follow me on social media, Twitter. I'm at Ed Hoffman. Everything else. I'm at big Ed Hoffman and the Facebook page is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. Um if you have comments on the show, email me to ed at edhoffman.net. E D at E D H O F F M A N dot net. Um what else did I leave out? Um don't forget my uh, my book Experience Matters. Here's mine's coming out uh September 1st. I'll give you more more uh, information on that, but uh it's coming, it's written, it's done, it's at the publishers, it will be out before the uh, before by September 1st, is what they're telling me. All right. So, uh, also, also, let me introduce uh, uh, Scott McAfee, uh, my, 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 uh, often my sidekick on the show. We're actually doing a two, two, uh, a two state thing. I'm in Montana. Scott's in the studio in California. Scotty, proprietor of Scott, Scott's, of uh, Don's Bikes. Welcome back to the main
0: event. Ed, it's always great to be in the House. And I do need to correct you, by the way, that was not the Secret Service following Joe Biden across the White House lawn. That was visiting angels. I just thought I'd clarify that.
3: Which is a good time to uh, plug the comedy the comedy show coming up uh, that uh, we're putting together in for uh, August 26th. And uh, it's ac- actually a fundraiser to support Larry Elder for Governor.
0: Details. That's correct. So it's August 26th. You said it's at the Marconi Auto Museum, which is located in Tustin. It's a beautiful venue. There's like 30 million dollars worth of cars in this place. But as you pointed out, it's a fundraiser to help Larry Elder become hopefully the next governor of California. If you want to get tickets to this, you can get them at Malacomedy.com. That's M-A-L-A comedy.com. You can buy tickets. Buy them now. We hope to sell this thing out. So hope to see you there. Malacomedy.com.
3: Yeah, VIPs are a thousand bucks a seat. Yep, um, and uh, I think there's forty of them total. Yep, and the rest are two fifty. It's uh, it's expensive, um, but it's expensive because we're raising money for Larry Elder to save our state. Probably our only chance um, is uh, is Larry Elder. So while we're while we're on the the governor thing, we've got a couple of minutes before we uh, need to start our uh, our interview. So uh, according to the Daily Wire, the new poll release this week shows that Democratic Governor. Of California, Gavin Newsom is facing an increasing number of likely voters who believe he should be out of work, which is a good thing. The poll from survey u s a and San Diego Union Tribune showed fifty one percent of likely voters in the upcoming recall election would vote in support of recalling and I believe the ones that say they're going to they think he should stay is only forty percent so there's a nine point spread of people that just don't answer their phones or uh, wouldn't give an answer uh, who's leading in the polls? Um, survey USA reports that actual Democrat Kevin Paffrath, a YouTuber, a real estate broker who's uh, 29 years old, takes 27% of the replacement vote today. He leads two to one in the greater Los Angeles and by 35 points in urban parts of the state. Republican Larry Elder, talk show radio host, attorney, and documentary filmmaker, only takes 23. He runs strongly among older voters, Republicans, and conservatives. He also leads among independents 27 to 19. Elder leads 2 to 1 in the Inland Empire and by 30 points in rural California. But Larry Elder is actually the guy we want. No, for sure. we don't know about a 29-year-old.
0: For sure. He's the most most qualified person we've got of any of the Republicans running. John Cox is is a never-Trumper with no personality who ran an abysmal campaign last time. There's really nobody else that can do this. We need to unite behind one person, and that person, in, in our opinion, is Larry Elder. Absolutely.
3: All right. We're currently mired in the Democrat show trial on Capitol riot on January 6th. Last week, we used the whole show to discuss... Uh, how ridiculous it was and we've been trying to bring you the perspective of those who are actually there You may remember tim gna uh, Also known as baked alaska who was on the show about a few months back this week We have a guest who's also actively fighting it back against the fbi for raiding his home Confiscating his property and infringing on his rights. He also works in hollywood and he's a ri- He's a rising star as a black conservative activist He's got a unique story to tell and we're happy to help him uh, tell it siaka masakoy. Welcome to the main event
1: Hey, hey, hey! What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. What's up, Ed?
3: All right, so, uh, so tell us about yourself.
1: Well, um, I mean, you—you you pretty much hit a lot of that on the head. Um, you know, one of the one of the the points that are a few points that I'd like to make. It's it's uh, you know, life's a journey, right? And I was I was born in Rochester, New York, and grew up in Evanston, Illinois, Illinois right outside of Chicago. And I grew up extremely liberal. I, I grew up in a town where the town that now it canceled for the July to have a June te- and they had a Juneteenth pride parade. They are, they are, um, the first city that I know of that's doing any form of reparations. <laughs> the silliness is that they're doing reparations for any uh, descendants of people who were there in the 1900s and, and, uh, housing discrimination. So not even slavery. So they're just pandering like fools. Um, but that, you know, I was, you know, I believed it all. Um, but well, I believed a lot of it, not all of it. One of the things as a kid that always got me was like, why do we keep moving on to different like issues? When if the black white issue is the biggest thing, you know, I grew up in the nineties and then it all became about gay rights. And I'm like, but if the other thing is still terrible, why are we moving on? Like it never made sense to me. And then those questions that you kind of, you, you never got a straight answer, but you just kind of, you know, of course, everything's emotional there. So you just kind of have to, it was always to the next thing.
3: Yeah, well, I I always wonder, I always wonder is, is I'm going to be 60 next month. And for 60 years, I've been hearing how we have to uh, have to, how we have to look at men as men, not as white men and black men and Asian men and Hispanic men. We, you know, we're all just Americans and treat everybody the same until they give you a reason not to. Mm -hmm. And now it's all turned around that everyone wants their own identity. And we, you know, there's, it's, it's, you know, Hey, we, everything needs to be separate, but equal now. Wait, well, isn't that what we fought against in the sixties?
1: Well, it's funny you say that because like the civil rights movement, like anything that I've seen that uh, starts, once it starts it starts from a good intention and then evil gets their hands on it. And right now, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, but evil is, you know, under under the guise of liberalism and, and, and democrats right now.
3: Um Yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean to get you off your uh, oh, uh no, no, off no. your train it, of thought
1: no 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 it's great because like, i just this i love to talk like this anyway because it'll all i try to circle it back anyway so <laughs> shout out press secretary no um but but like you, evil gets in there no matter what like especially when it starts from something good and what you're talking about now it's not just find your own identity it's find your own identity based on the box that we tell you you are already. so the difference is like because I believe in, in in Christ and in God, like you do have it, it's like you find your your power. It is unique to you. But what they're saying is find your own identity as a black man, find your own as a black man in this black community. Right. Or whatever that you as a white guy, you are your identity has to fit what they've already said. And if you don't fit that, that's the problem. And so, like, you see these women with blue hair because they have to fit whatever that box is in order to count for the identity that they now claim to, you know, to connect with, even though they haven't done the work to find out who they are. And like that, that's, that's what happened to me. Right. That's, that's the kind of thing where, you know, I got a full scholarship to go to, you know, uh, University university, Iowa, play football. Um, I got caught up in a lot of the trappings, you know, girls, alcohol, celebrity from that standpoint, and um, you know, drinking took over my life uh, so much. So I gave up football for it at the end of my last season. And like, came out to LA pursued acting, but still caught up in, in like most, most guys can be women first, uh, you know, uh, alcohol and then finance.
3: Yeah. Girl, uh, girls have a way of, uh, of a D de- <laughs> D a lot of guys' lives.
1: Well, exactly. And then w- once like in, in, in 2013 was my first attempt to get sober from alcohol. Um, I didn't read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, I just, you know, I worked with a sponsor and we did some work out of a different book and I went, it was 19 months and I went out for five months. And then in, uh, in March of 2016 was when I, it's like, I had enough again. So I had to get back to it, but this time I did read the book. So this time I like saw what they were talking about, not just because I think also what, how liberals are taught you're given an idea already. And then they hand you something. And it's like, you look at it from like the idea you're already known or the indoctrination you're already given. So that's why you notice a lot of times, if you send your friends articles that are different, they won't even read it. They'll just kind of respond based off their other stuff. And you you know that they don't read it because their response has nothing to do with the info that's in there. And you're like, that's a CNN response, dude. So like to be in this process. And once I got sober and then, Got it, you know, got God into my life for real. Not like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But got him into my life. Everything changed. So, you know, for me, in a sense, claiming conservatism or that for me, it's only really been five years. It's been in there. And I really believe it's in most people to have this type of mentality. They just have the loudest uh, microphone and they make it look better because they have better marketing. So, mm-hmm. but Kids and young people, it makes sense to go there because that's actually easier to live that way uh, initially in the long run, it's worse for you, right? Cause then you don't have the wife, the kids, the, the, you know, possible multiple houses, your own business. You're sitting there so worried about like, okay, what does that other side think of me? that doesn't, that's not how you find out what you really are about. If you're always worried about this invisible. End. And that stuff started getting old for me. Once I got to God, I knew God was all I needed to protect me from any of the insecurities that I know I have, which drives us right one way or the other.
3: Yeah, I just I just ordered a shirt that says a uh, uh, man who kneels to kneels to God can stand up,
1: stand up to any man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the and that stuff started getting really it got real, you know, and, and in 2020 of last year, like a lot of people, um, you know, I was waking up or awoke or whatever. But 2020, that summer for me being from Chicago and it's always been, especially since 2010, with the amount of murder, shootings and murders in Chicago, with black people. And to hear nothing. But yet, you want me to lose my mind over George Floyd. When I saw Gavin Newsom crying about a man over over in another state, when we have Skid Row, he can go cry all over. He can cry all over Skid Row for decades if he wanted to. Would you cry over one guy in another state while you're exactly. releasing criminals here? Like, nah, man. And this, this guy
3: shit. was not a pillar of strength. It wasn't, you know, they didn't kill Martin Luther
1: King. Right? Exactly. No. Like, uh, you know, Officer Dorn should should have plaques everywhere and the statues everywhere. A guy who did it right died trying to protect his community from the evils of the community, but not a word from these people. Exactly. You know, it's a psychological game to, to set us up for the lowest expectations so that we don't want better for ourselves as a community, as individuals, as a community, in society. Right. It's, it's gross, man. It's really gross. Well How said is It all
0: well said um question let's circle yeah. let's move forward to january sixth um yeah, sir. you went there didn't go yeah. into cat tell, tell us your experience of january sixth
1: man uh honestly, it was like amazing you know it, all of it was amazing to be honest with you. because like part of it is uh I, you know I, I I'm a huge uh studier of history. I love history that, that's like I was going to be a history teacher if I didn't you know fall into acting um and so to be there for this thing that I, you know I believe is was a historic a historical moment, and my big belief was that we were there to make sure we got footage of the other side because we knew every every I mean I've been going to rallies since last summer. Every time there's anything happened, it's only a one-sided story. Now how do you combat that when you don't have billions of dollars in the infrastructure of these these companies? I don't know. Maybe you get a few, about a million people to come there with their own cameras, and so mm-hmm. part of that was for me too. Um, it was cold. I was there with a with a woman I was seeing at the time, and uh, her and I went around and, and saw all the met people, went to the Washington Monument. There's was this huge, I remember, huge like uh, Vietnamese for Trump group of people there. We took a bunch of pictures, and then we went and listened to the speech. Speech was over, and everyone started kind of meandering back or meandering to the Capitol. Her and I were going to go to. Uh, we went back to the hotel because it was just cold. Uh, and this was my at this point my third trip to DC. So to me, I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, I've seen it, right? So. So then uh I go back, take off my shoes and I remember we turned on a TV because I wanted to see what how they were going to be reporting this. And uh that's when I saw MSNBC reporter talking about like oh there's blood on the ground it's a somber moment it's really and I'm like that's not what what is she talking about? So I put my boots back on and I'm like yo I was going to go over there just be like get behind uh MSNBC's camera and tell them that they're lying they're, bull- they're, bull- they're bull- <laughs> right. So I, I, I take off, I was like, put the boots on, and then uh, I had uh, her and I, I got brought walkie-talkies for her and I in case, like, we got split up. And, you know, it's crowds, you know how it can happen. So mm-hmm. I you know, I take off from where the Freedom Plaza is and walk down to uh, the Capitol, which is about a 15, 20-minute walk. So this is after the speech. We went back to the hotel, waited there for a little bit. Then I walked out. So apparently, to me, all the real stuff that they just are showing footage of, that had already happened. That'd you know, I didn't know. I just thought I was going about down there and be like, that's not, that's not who we are. We don't, at least from my experience, we don't do stuff. Like that. So I get down there and as soon as I'm, I'm walking down, cop cars are driving by, people are just kind of strolling. It wasn't even like an energy of like, oh, it, it definitely wasn't a BLM riot I had to deal with around the corner from my house back in the summer. i tell you that. It definitely wasn't that. Um, so then we go in, uh, as I'm walking in, like getting closer to the Capitol and I'm in the grass, I literally bumped into MAGA Hulk. And uh, Kit Cunningham, a few of the guys that I don't know, maybe you've seen in some other videos that we yep. did back in the summer. Like literally, like I'm looking this way, and the guy goes, "Hey, excuse me, buddy." And I'm like, "Oh!" So you know, we we run into each other, or are laughing, hugging, and then this lady comes up. We do a little interview. We're standing right next to the bleachers where the American flag fell over, or you know, they put it over, and that's when people started singing uh, the national anthem, which was just like <laughs> it was it was you know beautiful. Um, I finally get up to the steps area because we have to walk through the, the the scaffold of the, uh, of the bleachers and you can kind of smell the pepper sprays that was being used earlier. Uh Um, So we get up there and like, people are just kind of walking around like the the only, only two incidences that I saw were, they were like two guys separately who were like yelling mad and passionate, but like, as they were saying, let's go, they would grab other men and push them first. And be like, come
0: on. yeah. And it's
1: like, I watch that. Like, dude, you get slapped, man. Don't, don't be touching other men and tell them like how to do it. Like, you know, like don't push somebody into the situation. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was just something that stuck out to me that on the whole situation. I saw two moments. And in those two moments, it was guys pushing. Now we know that there's some some agents that haven't been identified and they want to identify who was there, possibly prov- provocateurs. Um, and so I took my phone out. I'm recording all this and I have the footage of all this. And uh, you know, walk around talking to some people, asking questions. I get to this one doorway where everyone's kind of meandering. I'm um, hold the camera up, and I'm talking to one guy. I go, hey, hey, sir! Did a you know? I heard you got to Pelosi's desk. Is that true? He's like, him oh. Then I hear. Then I hear the one guy's telling everyone, "Let's go back the other way." The police officer, and it's like, all right, guys, everyone go back the other way. And I walk over to the side by the window, and I see all these cops hanging out, just standing there. I turned to one guy because I had seen him get hit in the head with with a, a bear or with a, a mace canister when I was first got up there, and I was like, "Hey, man, are you all right?" He's like, ah. "I was like, yes." Yeah. So I heard there's a curse, like just con- having a conversation, not, with the not capital in my with essence. the capital police. Yeah, oh yeah, and everyone's just like, everyone's like, "Oh, man. You know, I, again, I have the, the footage of them just standing around, and if anyone wants to see, you know, a, a clear documentary, go to stophate.com dot com. You see forty four minutes of what it, what really went down there and the four people that were killed by the Capitol Police are on that video. So you'll get a chance to see it at stophate.com. Um and and yeah, and then after that I walked around a little bit, like walked to one point where actually that second dust up I saw actually saw two Trump supporters break up this guy who was trying to fight cops and got the cops back over to their line. Why they did that the two cops were like, oh my goodness, like, they were just getting like, these, these two guys were messing, with, and the third guy came in through through the cops on the side, pushed the uh, the guys who were supposed to be Trump people over there, or, you know, MAGA people, and got the guys back in the group. The whole time, their line didn't even move to try to help their friend their, their, their colleagues, and I was like, that's weird. So I started walking back, and the thing that hit me the most when we're walking back is I look over to the street, and not one car was messed with. Not one car was messed with, and I was like, hmm, interesting, like, the ire of the people there went directly towards where they are upset at, where it's like, you, we watched all summer. It didn't matter if you're black, white, poor, rich. It didn't matter. They were just coming to destroy, to destroy. So that was something that stuck out to me. So then, uh, you know, I got back to the hotel, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't really think anything of it. I definitely didn't think to this point until the week later when the House was trying to deem all MAGA as terrorists.
3: So the guys in the MAGA hats that weren't Trump supporters were uh, were tossing with the police, and then another Trump supporter jumped in and broke it up while the other cops watched, looked on, and didn't even try to jump in.
1: Didn't do anything. It was two guys that were getting messed with, and and both of the and both of the situations, the guys who were starting the the issues on on the MAGA side, you had none of them were in MAGA hats. No, they had and them, like, the,
3: and they're then the true. cops, the cops were in generally just chilling. It wasn't, it wasn't chaos. It wasn't the chaos we heard about um, no. last week.
1: I walked up to a group of them that were standing there. I'm like, what are we doing guys? It's like, this is the people are angry. Cause no one, like there's no accountability. We're not here for you. We're not here to do it. It's like, this is upsetting. We got to, we're all citizens. I was like, if we, I remember saying this as one cop. I go, hey, he was standing there all buff and are all lined up, masked up. I'm like, you guys are masked up. And we're not doing this again. we're not here because we're against you. We're here because we're mad and we just want our voices to be heard and things to be done right. What's going on guys? We're your neighbors. You know, we have kids that go to school together, like to sit here and play, and then they were just standing there stoic, you know, I'm like, all right. And I, by then I walked away. It was the same area. I don't know if you've seen that video where the guy's like, why don't you call for backup? Do you remember that video? Uh-huh. So, I saw that video, you know, recently, and I was like, oh, that's where I was talking to the same guys about what are we doing? It was the same exact place. Uh-huh. Standing there wide open. I haven't said my name. I didn't hide myself. I never do. I never wear any protective gear when I go to any of these things either. So for them to come into my house in the way they did was like, this is something else, man.
3: Hey, we're out of time for the first half of the main event. We're going to stop here, take a, take a five-minute break. And then we'll be right back with the rest of the interview. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM 590 Dancer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855 640 2020 One last time, 855 640 2020 Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the summit funding logo.
0: M L S ID number nine nine two one. California D R E ID number one zero one two six five.
1: Arizona MLO license number zero nine two six four three nine. M L S ID number one eight four one seven eight two. Summit funding incorporated MLS ID number three one nine nine. Arizona license number zero nine two five eight three seven equal housing opportunity.
3: AM five ninety. The answer. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. Don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, but if you need some, if you think you're in the market, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo. So uh, in the first half, we started our interview with Siaka Masakoy. Let's continue.
0: Tell everybody what happened to you on the morning of June the 10th,
1: man. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So I'll I'll do it from two different spaces, right. From when my roommates got first and then me, because I was asleep on their part, but you know, apparently there was banging on a door, you know, FBI, FBI, my roommate, Best friend I've known since we were 17 years old. We both got recruited to play sports. Like that's that's how long I'm you know godfather to his sons who sleep with him in their room. Three and seven. They're right by the front door. He hears banging. He looks out. He's like, oh, you know, the kids are trying to sleep. Goes out there. He opens like what's up? Because they had the guns already. He said he opened the door with his hands out. They grabbed they had him. had
0: Guns drawn already. Yes. Okay.
1: So they grab him. They cuff him. By the front door, where he is at the front door, the window, much like mine, like imagine this window is facing the front door. So his sons are looking out, seeing their dad get cuffed, right? now. I have a, a couple that was uh, looking with me. just They just moved out recently, but then they came in and got them. By that point, when it came in for them, that's when I started like waking up and hearing
0: like, FBI, FBI. And I'm
1: like, it felt real, but like a dream, you know, it's the shock and all that is, that's part of the tactic. So I'm like, this is this real. So I opened my door. I'm only wearing sweatpants because there was one night I decided not to just sleep in my underwear, right? And so I, I open. as soon as I opened the door, I just see the light <laughs> and, the, and the, the the body, the silhouette in this position. So you know what that is, right? FBI, hands in air. Don't, all right. Hey, my dog's here. You know, don't kill my dog because that's what your dog's there to do. Somebody comes out of nowhere, they're going to, you know, attack. Uh huh. So, you know, they, they were polite about that, I guess, cuffed me up, took me outside. I walked out. When we get outside, I don't see anyone. I just see cars, right? And then one black and white. I don't see anyone I know until I get a little further out and I see one lady has my godson, three-year-old, in her arms sitting down in the car. And I'm just like, what is going This is no. This is no. Uh, ask, ask, what's going on? Let me see the warrant. I want to talk. call a lawyer. I want to talk to my lawyer. Let me talk to my lawyer. Let me see the warrant. Hold on, we gotta clear the house. Finally clear the house. Hey, somebody get him a copy of the warrant. I want to call my lawyer. This is not what that is. We're just the search warrant. Okay, but I wanna call my lawyer. Or right, well hold on, we gotta get you the warrant. Then they put me back inside. and I get back inside. That's when they started releasing everyone else back in. And uh, you know, my boy B was able to take take his sons to their mom's and my other roommates took my dog so she could just chill. Um, and then they're in the house for this, at five forty five, so they left I think eleven thirty. Um so they
3: they they uncuffed you at, at that yeah, time when you said you want to talk to your lawyer.
1: Yeah, yeah. At that point, I was uncuffed. By the time I, but by the time they cleared the house, so I was standing outside against the, the wall of my, of the place I live, uh, you know, against the gate and uh, no shirt, no shoes, just sweatpants. It wasn't a warm California morning. So I'm just like, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, worried for them being all scared, I'm like, where are your masks? And why are you having me come out in the cold like this if this is such a deadly virus? But, you know, having those, seeing those 20 guys, guns drawn, one guy's on the side of the house waiting as if somebody's going to try to sneak out the back and he can pop him. And I'm just, it, it it just was baffling me. Yeah, two of the agents, Chad Warren, who's on the, uh, who's on the complaint. He, uh, you know, they, they took me out back back patio and he tried to talk to me. And I'm, I just keep saying like, this is wrong. I can't believe this is happening. He's like, well, this is why it's just a search warrant. Because we know you're not like this, and and and, and you know I, they wanted to be arrested. But I was like, nah, I'm just make a search, like trying to help. So did, you they, out.
3: so did they come up with a search warrant?
1: So uh, yeah, they finally came. They finally gave me the warrant. Now I had I had a friend of mine who they visited as well, and they gave her the full sheet, which was like, "This wrong if you're coming into someone's house." Like they again they came to her, no guns drawn. Lightly knocked on her door and gave her the full warrant, top to bottom. For me, it just gave me this sheet that says there's a warrant." That's it. That's all I got. And then we had with my lawyer, Larry Clayman. It took us two weeks just to get the full warrant by threatening them to uh, file complaint against them. So we didn't know what was in the warrant until we had to file a complaint, which means I didn't know anything was in the warrant as it came into my house, guns drawn. Yeah,
3: I wonder what. uh, I wonder what. I mean, I watch a lot of cop shows in, the, in my history, and the search warrant goes, here, here, we have a warrant at your front door. That's the first thing they do. These guys came without it, even with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And we know what and this it, is all about. I mean, this is to intimidate people like you and scare the hell out of the rest of us to not speak out, uh, not, you know, we know that. But what, what did they tell you this was all about?
1: Uh, Well, you know, um, <laughs> they said they came because I was on a, a telegram group with Russ Taylor, who was unfortunately indicted that day. So the day that came for me was when they indicted Russ uh, and and a few other people that were on the telegram group that they raised back in uh, late January or early February.
0: So anybody that follows somebody on like social media platform of some sort that they don't like, they're going to, what, are they going to arrest all those people too or harass all those people?
1: It seems like like that's the case because they're like, were you on, you're on this group? I was like, yeah, I guess. It was like Californians that were going out there. And he asked me, he's like, do you remember them talking about weapons, you know, getting weapons across state lines? I go, what? And I was like, dude, you do you go through telegram? He's like, I was like, do you have Telegram?" He's Like, yeah. I was like, do you know what it's like when you miss a day? He's like, yeah, I'm like a hundred and some messages. And it it just, they're like, well, we saw you said, what is the walkie talkie channel? No one responded. I was like, all right. Well, yeah, because I got there with a walkie talkie with the girl I was with. That's it. You know, and asked, were you, well, were you there to disrupt? A official, um, you know, proceeding or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I, I, I literally, laughed. I go, I'm there to, to, I was there to scream outside. That's why I was there. And I said that over and over and over. And I even said that in the video they took down from the sixth on Instagram that shows what I'm telling you. We, and we, I told you earlier. They took it down.
0: You're fighting back, though. Uh, you're filing a lawsuit. Tell us what you're doing going forward about this.
1: We filed a class action against. Um, uh, Director Christopher Ray, uh, Chad Warren, and the other twenty um, unnamed agents at this point, um, the head of the FBI itself, and uh, the United States government, because of what we've seen them do, especially now with my rights and others. And within that filing, uh, and anyone to get a chance to read it, just go to FreedomWatch.org. But in that, we're also detailing I have been targeted by the government since at least February of last year. That's an unsustainable fact, right? And because Judicial Watch did a FOIA request um, about collusion, basically finding out what the the Secretary of State was or the state was colluding with any big tech. And we found out California Secretary of State was picking specific people from Twitter, Instagram, or uh, Facebook and telling them, you know, telling those organizations to censor. I'm on page 20 of the 540 page document at a recall event. Myself and two other friends that now, you know, when that happened, a bunch of we got censored like crazy our, our you know, our uh, algorithm and, and our numbers were just going down. And so I saw that. I'm like, OK, so that started then. September 15th. I am on a list. I see it. I see my face. I see all this stuff from the secretary of state. Now, let's fast forward. We had that. We have that censorship there. Let's fast forward to after the sixth. Uh, my flight, like flying around was this has become a hassle in february February third, I was doing a recall event in west hollywood and the city council two city council members called the sheriffs on me to give me a three hundred dollar citation because I wasn't wearing a mask and a new mask mandate to pass the day early then you have <laughs> then you have uh I, you know at this point l a times lied. And and they put out an article with my face on it saying that radicals shut down, uh, mm. shut down the, the Dodger Stadium uh, vaccine um there it's the center, which we didn't at all. And the LAPD the following day said we didn't. And they still came out with that article three days later. Then the FBI comes to my house. Then two days after they come to my house, Los Angeles Times, Daily Mail, all these different articles that always say the same things come out with this article about me being raided. I'm, I've have become a public figure to a certain extent. What do you think those articles do? So to me, this looks coordinated, And we, we, we talk about all of that in the filing. To me, the FBI coming was just a combination of everything else. Are you still working in Hollywood? Um, I still live in LA. <laughs> I
3: know, but, uh, but, so, but we've heard so much from so many people that have just had, had their contracts just canceled because yeah. Because of, you know, coming out as Trump supporters.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I did a video for Trigger U calling out Hollywood and how racist they are. So when it comes down to working in Hollywood, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, since, since earlier last year, last summer, when they sent me a bill for my, uh, for my union fees, but then also sent me a letter saying that I didn't make enough to, to still qualify for health insurance and then raise the health insurance for people to be qualified for that. I was like, nah, I'm good with these guys because what am I really working hard for in their game? There's so many more opportunities now. Like I said, we have our uh, TV on uh, Instagram. If you guys want to check it out, But we're doing. First of all, we're doing real comedy and we're doing comedy. That's, you know, uh, conservatives will love. Everyone will love it if you just let yourself go of your being of type because we're allowing ourselves to say mm-hmm. the things that have become censored now. So, and there's opportunities coming from that. So when it's kind of like working in Hollywood, I'm just like, you know what? I don't care about ever working in Hollywood because if those people are going to be like that, it, it won't matter how hard you work or how much you you put in. They have their hands on the bottom of, of uh, the rug of your career and it can anytime pull it. Nah, man, I don't need to be a part of that. Like, no, I love this thing too much. I love creating. I love pushing the boundaries in different ways and have people think too much just to get a paycheck in this place that I had one point believed that was the, that was the win.
3: And that's what, and create, being creative and being the, that's America. I mean, yeah. and you come up with something and you, this is the place where you have opportunity to, to, to make a career, to make a life, to make, to make, make anything you can make just because yeah. you get an idea in your head. And that's clearly not, that's clearly stopped in the last in the last year and a half.
1: Oh, I mean, it, you know, it, it it went into motion the last year and a half, but they've been planning this since since they passed that civil rights bill. This whole thing to me, like these socialists and communists, have been trying to trade America for a long time. What they found is that you can use. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows, like rules for radicals, Solinsky, and, mm-hmm. and all that. But you can use what they did was they used a the real issue, which was just. That, every, that Martin Luther King, MLK and, and Malcolm X and many others are fighting for, which is like, leave me alone. Let me be a man. I'm a man first. That's it. Same thing Frederick Douglass uh, was fighting for. Does America allow us to be men? Don't get in our way. Not you owe me money. Not, oh, well, we got to make sure we shame you over here. No, get out of my way and let me live as a grown man. That's it. That's what this this country promises.
3: So, you, le- so, le- so let me ask you this. Um, you filed your lawsuit. What do you hope to get from the lawsuit? What do you hope to result from this lawsuit other than for people to, to be called out and for awareness to come over? there?
1: Accountability, man. Accountability, like from whatever, you know, things that I know about history and like uh, how this works. This is one of the few ways you can go to really get them to pay attention and care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you, don't, if you don't have the financials, or you don't have the, um, I would say the, the in a popularity, if you will, it's hard to get your voices out there. I remember in the the, the 2000 election, and when they had a hearing with, with at the uh, the Florida's uh, the Supreme Court, and they had people come up and were like, "We got, we didn't get our votes," da all these different people, and about half of them are black i hear word about that selling this story like the oh, disenfranchising black people i'm like well why don't y'all report on the black people saying our boats got stolen you don't know nothing so it's at a point now man everyone i'm seeing more and more lawsuits come up from this vaccine mandates and all these different things where these people believe they are royalty when we live in a country where that doesn't exist and so they're living their life like that and what i'm hoping for is This puts them in a position that they have to really follow the law of the land, the constitution, before they make moves, because they have just power. You know, I talk about Cecilia Perry a lot, who I don't know if anyone knows who that is. Tell us. Cecilia Perry is the woman that destroyed the Klan. One lone black woman destroyed the power of the Ku Klux Klan that had at the same time that had, um, you know, politicians, police officers. Uh, any major individuals as part of the organization, she's the one that took them down. A lot of people don't know how. Well, her kid was killed, and then she did a uh, lawsuit against the Klan for liability. So financially, they were broken. So one person can do a lot. Now, in this class action, it's going, hey, number. I I ultimately wanted to get to the Supreme Court, so then real real, um, decisions have to be made. Then you can set precedent. So that if it happens to you and eh, we can go, no, yeah, no, this case happened over here. And this, it was all these people that had this stuff happen to them, Just looks like it was happening to him in the sixties when they kicked in Hugh and Newton's door and shot him and his wife naked in their bed. Like that can't happen regardless of anything. If, if we were de- devolving to chaos and most of these people, these little blue haired freaks and and, and soy boys that are running around being like, yeah, it's like, okay, the chaos that you're asking for, you don't really want it. Because those people who are sitting there giving you platitudes, they got their own personal security guards and their own gates behind walls that they can go to. And guess who you have to deal with? The same neighbor that's been walking his dog for the last year, not bothering nobody. But because you want to say something now, these people are getting mad. And I'm seeing it all over. This is what they want ultimately, though. Evil wants destruction. Because and you want idiots to come and fight other citizens. Like this. That's and, what evil
0: wants. You're right. And evil wants chaos. And if people like you don't stand up, I mean, where are we going? I mean, the scary thing is you look at this is like, hey, this is kind of how the Soviet Union went. This is how, look at Cuba right now that's going on in front of our eyes. China, you know, where people don't have rights. So it's kind of like if we don't take a stand and we don't fight back, this is the direction they're going. They're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until there's some kind of push back. And, and I mean, props to you for doing the, this, man.
1: Thank you, sir. You know, but that's the key to bullies. Yeah. Right. For too long under the guise of we're just trying to be nice for too long in my lifetime. I'll just speak for my lifetime because that's the only time I've really been alive when I've seen them do what they do. Everything was, it has become sensitive as the decade has gone by. And when you do that, like you say, they censor me. So now I can't get my voice out there, but other people who may think in the same way go, well, I, I don't want to say anything I want to happen to me. Like they did him. Right. But they've been slowly chipping away. At a point now, a lot of us believe something else is coming because of how fast they're pushing right now. But this is not a new tactic. What they're doing. There's a reason why they don't teach us history and want us to focus on a uh, CRT, or wants to focus on like you know gender issues and wants to focus on Me Too stuff because history's shown us this is the tactic. History's exactly.
3: Show- as long as as long as we're focused on something as important oh, yeah. socially as racism yes. and that kind of stuff we're not focused on the the problems that are real, the policy problems that are, that are destroying our country because for me, you know, as I've seen my 60 years is I've seen the racism thing get smaller and smaller and smaller. And you know, it's uh Hey, you're, you know, you're on our show. You're, you're a man. You got, you got ideas, you got create, create, creative thoughts. And I don't see you any different than me other than you're younger.
1: And, uh, Only by a little bit, man. You should see when I grow my hair out, it's gray like yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's it, What's your, uh, what other mess, what is your, your mess for people that are, people that are going to hear this show? What's your message to them?
1: Stand you- up. Stand up now, guys. You know, this country allows us to stand up. This isn't any other country that, that ever has been devi- uh, devised in the history of war. You stand up now. A lot of us go look at the Constitution. Go look at the laws of your land. You have more power than someone who just has a badge or a moniker on before their name and a you know on a talking edge. We actually mm-hmm. we have more power because they are civil with a capital C servants with a capital S servants. We're the civils; they serve, not the other way around. Exactly. Find your strength. If it's organizing, organize. If it's like me speaking in front of people, speak in front of people. If it's gathering individuals and knowing how to connect, you have to stand up now so that we can be relaxed and lazy again later. Because if we don't stand up now, the bread lines are going to be created. We're going to be fighting for nickels and pennies when we do have abundance here in this country. And they've got us believe that it's not. So stand up. Stand up for your kids. Stand up for your, for your community. More importantly, stand up for yourself. Say no stand up you're going to other people are going to get along and they're going to follow trust me i've seen it. i've seen it
3: siaka See, you need to uh you need to subscribe to this podcast because uh you and i you and i just sound like we're 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 preaching in the same church my brother
1: yeah. yeah i love it man but that's what we need more of though because what i'm finding is again they have the infrastructure and great marketing we don't and so when you're like, oh, I wish I knew someone and then you live in a place like L.A. and you think, well, no one. So we need to elevate each other. We need to just put it out there. you don't have to, you know, carry someone else's water. But, hey, go check out this show. Go check out that, that guy. Go check out that woman's idea. Like we have to start doing that because there are I do believe I saw 5000 people in Beverly Hills the weekend before the election for the guy they say is the most racist, most hated president in the United States and one of the most bluest areas of my life. And a plane flying over saying Vietnamese for Trump. So love it. Not alone. You're not alone. Don't believe the hype. Get out there, start something and you'll be surprised how many people are starving for someone to. Wow.
0: I'm getting chills. I'm getting chills. (laughs) I'll be back in touch with you very soon, sir.
1: Yeah, you know what, uh, when I, I went to it. information, that's always the key. We still yep. have it. until they shut this down. So it's tr- cross-bominated.
3: Yep. No, I saw, uh, I, I was at a Trump rally at Bullhead city a few days before the election. And I remember the, the feeling I got watching that gigantic air force one come into, come into a uh, bullhead airport, which is not a big airport. I don't think they've ever had a seven forty seven uh, drop in there before. And just watching the energy and Trump getting off so presidential and the whole, you know, and then he takes off. And by the time we got back to our cars, he was almost done with his next rally in Phoenix and just hustler. While the other guy, the other guy was,
1: was doing, was doing, was calling media at 9 a.m. in the morning. You're like, you're done already? Right.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You wake up
1: at 8? <laughs> you give somebody 30 minutes and like, that's too much work today. And this guy, the other guy's flying around. And for anyone to choose the other guy who's sitting and hiding in his basement as a leader, you really have to question yourself. I'm, I don't care what racism you think we're going to look.
3: Yeah, we need a start to, quarterback. Yeah, we like, all we man. all that's that was the power of January 6th was the, all these people that came from all over the country, yep. because they knew Biden didn't really win,
1: and something was wrong. Something was so wrong. That feeling you're talking about, brother, like man, we were all ready for it, and. The other thing I, I would say to people listening is that the cheat was also meant to uh dis dis uh de- demoralize us because mm-hmm. that energy you're talking about, we knew we were ready for the park. We were all ready. We've danced in the streets of Santa Monica before the before the end, knowing that was happening, they let us because they knew it was coming too. I would say the truth is still it's still happening and it's still out there. We did win. Don't break yourself. Don't do not do too much to yourself just to try to prove a point to others. Because at this point, it's about fixing the issues in your community, not convincing someone else what you believe. Because that's going to distract you. Fix the community. Fix where you are now. We're never going to flip D.C. on its head by doing our work in the community. But in our community, we can make it stronger against places like D.C. and government outreach. Mm-hmm.
3: Siaka Masakoy, where can people follow you?
1: You find, follow me on Instagram? Siaka underscore Masakoy also follow me uh there at chief americano
3: you better you better spell massaqua for everybody (laughs) because it's not going to be an easy one
1: so uh siaka s-i-a-k-a underscore massaqua m-a-s-s-a-q-u-o-i um on instagram as well chief americano on instagram and twitter uh you can follow us on youtube on chief americano but you know how they do there and you guys like you want to get some cool swag that helps you kind of show that you're your own new rebel check out the new rebels dot we got a cool cool shirt image of a black dude with an american hat and some shades so check it out guys it's it's really easy and fun and and then it, and it forces people to that call you certain names they have to look at that shirt and go <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah we mess with people with this one so it's like to me it's controversial proof and they have to own it themselves so yeah that's that's uh that's where we are now and check out stop Hate.com if you want to see a 44 minute documentary before hbo comes out with their lie uh about what happened on january 6th and uh you know if anyone wants to um to have a story it happened to them go to freedomwatch.org you can submit your information there you can also submit it to me online um and you can also donate there for the for the uh, class action we have going on
3: very good very good siaka Masikoy. thanks for all your input thanks for your voice Thanks for, uh, standing up for America and for yourself. And, uh, we will, we will keep the movement going and uh, hope to have you
1: on again soon. Yes, sir. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me this time.
3: Thanks for coming. All right. All right. That's all the time we have for this episode of the main event. Scott, thanks for joining me today. And it's always a pleasure. And uh, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I'll be back again with you next week. The
0: opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed
1: Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California TRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199.
0: Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
0: AM 590, the answer.